0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 80 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host here for this Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning ride podcast for all part of the Behind the Steel Curtain platform of podcasts. Easy for me to say. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope you're getting your day off to a great start. Whether you're listening 5 a.m. in the morning on your way to work, getting ready for work, getting ready for school, I don't care what you're doing. I thank you for listening. And I hope that you're checking out all of our content, whether it's my Steelers injury report, my Mike Tomlin recap, the live Mike on Tuesday mornings, Dave Schofield and the Steelers stat geek and all of our PM shows, the Steelers hangover. Know your enemy. My gosh, what a show that is. If you haven't checked out this week's episode of know your enemy, there's two parts on our audio platform. You can also check it out on YouTube. Tremendous stuff. Tremendous stuff. They they interview a former Texan player, played 10 years in the league. Holy cow. <clears throat> Michael Beck, Jeffrey Bennett, doing a great job. And I hope you're listening to all this stuff. Tony Defeo, the Aussies down under, all those guys. I, I really hope that you're enjoying it. And you should be enjoying it. Because you know what we've had, and this is not just we, as in behind the steel curtain writers and podcasters, not just we, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, not just we as United States citizens, we as a global community have been without things that are, as I call them, a healthy distraction for a long time. We've been without sports and people say it all the time. I go to sports to distract me from everyday life, whether it is you're not happy at your day job, whether it is that you're sick and tired of hearing about the upcoming election. A lot of people use sports as a way to get away. As an escape, as a way to say, ah, for the next three and a half hours, all I have to worry about are the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know I do. I know I do. It's a little bit more than three and a half hours when you're running a website, but still, I hope that for the next 30 minutes, you can say the same thing. All right, for the next 30 minutes, it's just Jeff talking about the Steelers. And that's exactly what I'm going to do on this episode, this Friday episode, where as always... I give you my picks. I've said it. Oh, my gosh. I've said it all week. My picks are awful. They're awful. I, I feel like I'm going to turn it around, though. Maybe this is the week. Maybe this is my week. I'm going to chalk it up to, well, you just don't know what teams are going to look like coming out of the gate, especially with no preseason. You know, so it, look at teams like I'll look at the NFC North. OK, I never thought the Chicago Bears would be two and zero. I never thought the Green Bay Packers would look like world beaters just come out of the gate. And I never thought that the Minnesota Vikings would look like they can't do a thing right. That's just the craziness that is the Lions of the Lions. That's just the craziness that is the NFL. Every year is different. Sometimes it takes me a little bit to get in my groove. I think I might be getting there. So stay tuned in the second part as we talk about my picks for this upcoming week. But you know what? The headline, the title of this podcast is... For Big Ben in the offense, the time is now. The time is now. I'm not here suggesting that Ben Roethlisberger should just be, whoop, flip the switch, he's good, he's all good. Everything's fine, he should be back to 2018, 2017 Ben Roethlisberger. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if, if you're like me, does anyone else ever have that inkling about a game? I kind of had it last week. Last Friday, I talked about how the Steelers might have to have a throwback performance to the defense. They kind of did. You know, with all the sacks and the the takeaways, they needed a defense to step up in a big way to win that game. That was my feeling going into this game. Does anyone else have those inklings that feeling deep down in your gut and you're just like, man, I I got a feeling that this game is going to turn out to look like this. Now, those gut feelings are not always correct. I'm not always correct with my gut feelings. But at the same time, my gut feeling right now about this game on Sunday against the Houston Texans at Heinz Field, Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, and company coming to town, or as they'd say in Pittsburgh, coming to 10, I think it's going to be the offense that's going to have to get it done. I think it's going to have to be the offense. I'm not saying it's going to be a shootout, but this one's going to be on the offense to get the job done. That's just my gut feeling. Now, my gut took a shot in the gut on Thursday when this is being recorded when Juju Smith-Schuster missed practice on Thursday. He was one of the players that was, we, we all assumed, was just dinged up. Mike Tama talked about it in his Tuesday press conference, but they, nothing serious. He did his post-practice interview on Wednesday and seemed fine. And then when everyone else returned to practice on Thursday, except one, Juju Smith-Schuster, knee, did not participate. I was like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. Juju's not practicing? Holy cow, he's not in the lineup, that's going to be a big deal. I don't think that the Steelers are quote-unquote screwed if he doesn't play. But I think that they're going to miss him a lot if he doesn't play in a lot of different ways. Because this game, I'm going to say it again, the time is now for this offense to kind of start to gel. The time is now for this offense to start to look like the offense that we as fans have all been waiting for and know that they're capable of. The time is now for Ben Roethlisberger to get all the rust off, to work on all those little things, to take what the defense is giving, to put some time consuming drives together that end in touchdowns, putting up touchdowns, not field goals. The time is now because I have a feeling that this game there's just certain games where you hear everyone pumping up the Steelers for one reason or the other, and if you listen to "Know Your Enemy," you heard this on the show. their guest, the the Texans expert who played for the Texans, said, "Man, this this thing could get ugly quick because the Steelers defense, everything that they do well, the Texans don't do well as an offensive front." And so you're getting all pumped up and Steeler fans, if you're listening, your chest is puffing out and like, oh, yeah, look at us. Oh, yeah. Those are the games that I find that myself and I start to think that way. The Steelers end up tripping and falling on their faces. So in other words, this could be the game that Deshaun Watson gets it together. This could be the game that Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, uh, David Johnson, they kind of get it together and all of a sudden the Steelers defense doesn't know what hit them. In which case, it all comes back to what I was talking about from the moment we started talking about this topic is the time is now. Now is the time that the offense says, you know what, defense? You have bailed us out on more than one occasion. And the time is now for us to carry you, to get big points when we need it the most, big plays. You're not. It, it, it's just not always going to be the Steelers' defense being able to dominate the opponent. Would I be shocked if the Steelers defense goes out, continues to stop the run? They're averaging 66 yards a game. Number one, best rush defense in the NFL after two weeks. Would I be shocked if they go out there and dominate the the Houston Texans, make Deshaun's Watson life a living hell for three and a half hours, sack him multiple times and get takeaways? Would I be shocked? No. Why? Because the Steelers defense is really good. At the same time, Have I seen in the past under Keith Butler the type of quarterback that does give them issues are the ones that can move, the ones that can manipulate the pocket, the ones that when things break down, they can tuck it and run? Yes, I've seen that movie way too many times. And so I think that this is a game where Ben Roethlisberger, whoever's running the football, James Conner, Benny Snell, step number one is if there's ever a week to end that stupid streak, 25 games that you've turned the ball over at least once, if there's ever a week to turn that streak and end it and say it's done, put it to bed, final nail in the coffin, bury it because it's over with, it's this one. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but my gosh, if there's a week that they need to protect the football, not give the, the Texans any extra possessions, it's this week right now. The Steelers are capable of doing it. The Steelers are capable of protecting the ball. You look at the fumbles that Benny Snell has had, the fumbles that Deontay Johnson's had, they are literally brain farts. The interception that Roethlisberger threw in the third quarter in week two, that, that, is a, that is that is the biggest brain fart for a veteran quarterback to make that throw. Such a bad decision. But you know what? Ben owned up to it. We haven't heard from Benny Snell. My goodness, if this is a week, the step number one, protect the football. Protect the football. Number two, Be willing to let your playmakers make plays. I think that Ben Roethlisberger still loves the deep ball. Everyone loves the deep ball. But at the same time, if you look at what this Houston Texans defense is kind of built around, it is a bend, don't break defense. They're going to try to pressure you with J.J. Watt. He's going to try to be disruptive. But if they're going to play like a deep cover three or quarters coverage, that's where the defenders, the secondary are way back saying, look, we'll give you all the underneath stuff but we're not going to let you go over the top. If that's the case, the first step on, the first thing I'm doing, if I'm Randy Feetner, and I might be an upgrade over Randy Feetner, by the way, is I would put Chase Claypool on the field a ton this week. I would put him on the field a ton this week because you know that Romeo Cornell, the defensive coordinator for the Texans, has been showing that 84-yard touchdown pass to his defense on loop saying, this cannot happen this week. We cannot let this young Clydesdale, as I call him, 6'4", 235 pounds, runs a 4 four forty. We can't let him get behind us. So we'll do whatever it takes. We're going to double team. We're going to slide a safety over to his side every single chance he's on the field. We are not going to let him beat us. That's fine. Use Chase Claypool as nothing but a decoy. Run him deep every single play, every single time he's on the field, and let Juju Smith-Schuster, if he's healthy and if he's playing, Let Deontay Johnson, let James Washington go to work over the middle. And please, oh my gosh, for the love of all things holy, let Eric Ebron run loose. Let him go. He's been waiting. He's been pent up. He's ready to go. He's ready to make an impact. Let him go. So they need to take what's given. Don't force it. Roethlisberger cannot force it this Sunday. He needs to be smart. Play smart. Be the veteran. His game should be changing. A lot of people asked, you know, and this is my next key here is Ben Roethlisberger's game has to continue to evolve? A lot of fans have said, you know, is he going to look like Peyton Manning in the later years of his career, where he didn't win the game necessarily with his arm? He won it with his brain, diagnosing what the defense was going to do, getting his team in the best position to win, and then executing when necessary. I'm not sure that's Ben's MO. I think he is smart enough now to do that. I don't know if that's Ben's MO right now, but at the same time, it's something he should start to change. something he should start to look into in terms of, okay, if I just get my team in a better running play, holy cow. It, yeah, you want this deep shot, but sometimes if you just move the chains and just keep those drives going, those long time-consuming drives that ends in, end in touchdowns, not only does it let your defense rest, but holy cow is it deflating for the opposition. The Steelers offense is going to have to work to get a win this Sunday. And I don't want 26 points in the first two games to to make it sound like they're not that good. 26 points is 26 points. And when you're coming off a season in 2019 where they averaged 18.8, 26 is welcome. But at the same time, I'm talking about, can the Steelers actually go out and get a lead? Can they score touchdowns? Multiple touchdowns. Enforce the Texans into playing their game. That's the biggest question, because when you get to when you get any offense, I don't care if it's the Ravens, the Chiefs, you name it, the, hot, the Seattle Seahawks. If you get a two-point lead, a two-score lead, especially a two-touchdown lead, you're up by 14. All of a sudden, the running game doesn't really matter anymore, and you got to throw it to get back in it. And I'm sorry, but if you put someone out there and say, we're going to throw it 41 times, 42 times against the Steelers' pass rush, your quarterback, if they don't get taken down a bunch, they're going to be feeling it the next day. But that's not what this is about. It's about the offense. And this game's going to be about the offense. It's going to be about the offense being able to execute at a level we haven't seen yet in 2020. It's about the offense being able to take that next step. I've said, On my Monday show this week, I think I said it on Wednesday too, from Ben Roethlisberger on down, we saw a step forward. The offense looked a little bit more cohesive in week two from week one. We need to see that next progression. We need to see that next progression. We need to see that offense continue to get better, to continue to look a little bit more... I don't want to use the word exotic. I like the word diverse, a little bit different. I don't think exotic is when you think about exotic, you think about crazy things. I'm not sure I want to see that, but I think they should become more diverse. Maybe open it up a little bit. Maybe throw Derek Watt out there on occasion as a fullback. Utilize those tight ends a little bit more. I think this Steelers offense is ready. I think they are. I think they are ready to go. And if I'm a fantasy football owner, which I am, I am looking at the Steelers weapons to cash in big time. That's from Ben Roethlisberger on down. There's something about this game. I think it's going to come down to the offense. My gut tells me that, and I still believe that. But I think that the offense is going to be up to par. I think they're going to be up to the task of getting the job done. They're going to be up to the challenge to say, you know what? Defense, you guys have been amazing. We got you. We got you. I don't want you all to think that this means that they're going to need like a two-minute drive to kick a game-winning field goal. That's not what I'm saying. But it's saying that, you know what, defense, we're going to help you out this time. We're going to help you out by getting you a big lead. And we're going to continue to keep the the foot on the accelerator. And we're going to let you guys just eat. We're going to put them in situations where they have to throw to get back into it. You guys can go after Deshaun Watson, get that football back. And we're going to make a statement. The offense is going to make a statement. And the time is now. What's my score prediction? Well, you'll find out. Stay tuned after this break. You get my picks. That's right, baby. Picks. My picks. Very few winners is what we're going to call it from now on. (laughs) Very few winners. Stay tuned. I'll be right back.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.
1: All right, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, that's right. It is the second segment on a Friday, which means one and only. The pick segment is here, ladies and gentlemen. I wish I could say that I've been outstanding. I wish that I could say that I've been tremendous. I wish that I could say anything positive about my picks. But I, I can't. I, I can't. It's awful. They're awful. I had a little bit better week in week two. I will say that. Okay, now I pick two. Well, we do picks for the site every week. And so I pick winners and losers with the spread as well as over under. And I give you both of those every single week, every Friday. So far after two weeks, I am definitely losing more than I'm winning, but I I had a little bit of a comeback. I'm 26 and 38. Yeah, that's bad. 26 and 38. But maybe this is the week. You know, you're starting to get a feel for some of these teams. You're starting to get a feel for what it's going to look like. I don't know. You all ready? All right, I think I am too. All right, here we go. Let's Hey, what's that? Cue the music. That's right. All right, everyone, we're starting off in week 3. The Tennessee Titans travel to the Minnesota Vikings. I talked about the Minnesota Vikings earlier in the show. I don't know what to think about the Vikings. You know, you think of Kirk Cousins, you think about the weapons they have, uh Cook at running back. I don't know. The Tennessee Titans, they're a tough team. Tough defense. Run the football Derrick Henry. The Titans are giving two and a half points on the road. I say, you know what? Take the Titans. I think they're going to cover. But in terms of over under at 45 and a half, I don't see this being a high scoring affair. I will take the Minnesota. I'm sorry. I'm going to take the Titans giving two and a half and I'll take the under 45 and a half. AFC North and East. Cincinnati Bengals travel to the eastern side of Pennsylvania to play the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bengals are getting six and a half. I'm not impressed with the Philadelphia Eagles at all. I will take the Bengals getting points. I don't think they're going to win straight up, but I'll take the Bengals getting points. Joe Burrow is tough. You might not like him. I don't like him. I don't like the team. We all don't like the team, but he's tough. He's playing tough. He's playing good football. They're getting six and a half. I'll take the Bengals getting the points, but I'm going to take the under at 46 and a half. Next, NFC action. Chicago Bears travel to Atlanta. Atlanta loses the game against the Cowboys what in the world I have no idea how that happened I was talking to some Falcon fans just the other day they were literally dumbfounded but you know what the Falcons at home are giving three and a half I don't think this team's going to be snake bitten for long I'm not a believer in the Chicago Bears I'm actually taking the Falcons giving three and a half but I'm going to take the under 47 and a half I like the Falcons to get their first win and to give the Bears their first loss of the season next the Washington football team Travels to Northeast Ohio, the Cleveland Browns. Washington looks to be they're gonna trying to rebound off a week two loss. Cleveland's coming off their first win of the season, both are one and one. Washington's getting seven and a half on the road. I like this Washington football team to win with points. I don't think they're gonna win straight up. I think the Browns win. But getting seven and a half is a large spread. But I think they'd say under 44 and a half. That's the over-underline. I'm taking the under, but I think the Browns win. Washington football team wins via the spread. The Las Vegas Raiders shockingly are 2 and 0. Oh. They're going across the country to play the New England Patriots who are 1 and 1 coming off their first loss of the season against Seattle last Sunday. That was an entertaining game. Cam Newton seems to have found something up there in New England. The Las Vegas Raiders look like they are poised to be a contender. Maybe They're getting six and a half points here, folks, at New England. I get it. It's a tough place to play. I like the way the Raiders are playing. I don't think they win straight up, but I'm taking the Raiders, getting six and a half, and I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I will take the over 47 and a half points. I'm going to take the over. I think the Raiders win with points, but I think the Patriots win outright. I think it's closer than people think. The Los Angeles Rams. This is a game that no one is talking about, but I think more people should. Two undefeated teams, the Los Angeles Rams, the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. The Los Angeles Rams, believe it or not, are getting two and a half points. This team looks completely different than the one that we saw last season. The team that visited Heinz Field against the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. I like the Rams getting points. I think they're going to win outright, but I'm not going to think, I don't think that that Buffalo defense is pretty good. I think it's going to be under 47 and a half. I'll take the Rams getting points on the road to remain undefeated and giving Buffalo their first loss. San Francisco 49ers, they're trying to win their second game in a row and get to 2-1. The New York Giants are just trying to win a game. The New York Giants are just trying to feel a team, I should say. The 49ers on the road across the country to New York. San Francisco is giving 4.5, but the Giants just don't have anyone. They they lost Saquon Barkley. They have basically lost half their offense. I like the San Francisco 49ers in a big way in this game. They're giving four and a half. That's fine. They're going to win by more than that. But I'm going to take the under 41 points. I'm going to take the under there because I think the 49ers aren't going to need to do much other than run the clock out. San Francisco wins, giving four and a half points. The New York Jets, they are traveling to Indianapolis. The Jets are getting 10 and a half points. Holy smokes, that's a big spread. And the Indianapolis Colts, although they won last week, are not impressing me at all. I am going to take the Jets here, getting 10.5 points on the road because it's rare that you see those type of blowouts. I don't think the Colts are up for it. I'm going to take the under at 43.5, but I like the Jets getting 10.5. That's where I'm going with this one. The Carolina Panthers, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers are probably not going to have Tyrod Taylor, in which case, Justin Herbert, I think that's his name. He's going to be in uh, under center. He looked really good against the chiefs last Sunday and the Carolina Panthers are going to be without their best player in Christian McCaffrey. The chargers are giving six and a half. They're at home. I'm going to take the chargers to cover. I think that especially if that rookie quarterback plays, they're more dynamic. They're a better offensive football team. They had the Chiefs on the rope in overtime last week. They just couldn't win the game. I like the Chargers to actually win and cover the six and a half point spread. I'm not a believer in the Panthers. They're still a few players away, but I'm going to take the under, set at 44 and a half, and take the Chargers getting six and a half. Next, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tommy Brady travel to Denver to play the Broncos. I don't even know if the Broncos are going to have enough players to field a team. The Tampa Bay is giving six. I think they're going to win by more than six, even though that's a tough place to play at mile high. It's a place that Tom Brady has played multiple times. He's comfortable there. It's not the winter time. He should be fine. I think the Tampa Bay goes in, wins by more than a touchdown. So take the Buccaneers, giving six. As for the over-under of 43.5, I'll take the under, just because I don't think the Broncos are going to score many points. The Detroit Lions still trying to find a way to win. Arizona Cardinals have not lost yet. Arizona's hosting the Lions are giving five and a half. I thought this spread would be more. I really did because the Arizona Cardinals are one of the better teams right now in the National Football League. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, they look to be a very dynamic duo. I like the Cardinals to win, even giving five and a half. I think they're going to win by more than a touchdown. Detroit can't get out of their own way. What else is new? Patricia's probably going to get fired midway through the season. Over-unders at 54 and a half take the over. I think this is going to be a high scoring affair. Next, the Dallas Cowboys go up to Seattle. Seattle has been playing great football. They just beat the New England Patriots. The Dallas Cowboys are coming off that fluky win against the Atlanta Falcons in overtime. Nonetheless, Seattle's giving four and a half at home. I like the Seattle Seahawks in this game. It's a 425 start on Sunday. I like the Seahawks giving four and a half. I think they win by at least six, but this one's going to be high scoring too. Over under set at 55 and a half. I'll take the over. Yes, you heard that right. 55 and a half, I'll take the over. The Green Bay Packers, Sunday night football at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints looked awful in week two. Absolutely awful when they went out to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. The Green Bay Packers look like they are just world beaters right now. So what's going to change Are the Packers not going to look good or the Saints going to look better? I think the Saints are going to look better, but the Saints are giving three and a half points. I'm going to take the Packers getting three and a half over under 51 and a half. I think Drew Brees gets it together. This game is going to be more high scoring than you think because it's Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, 51 and a half take the over and then the game that I am most excited to watch that's not involving the Pittsburgh Steelers would be the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore M&T Bank Stadium this could be the game of the year so far through three weeks and this should be a good one believe it or not the Ravens are only giving three and a half points I guess maybe that's not a believe it or not statement three and a half to the Chiefs I'm going to take the Ravens this is the game if you follow the Ravens like Steeler fans do or should, these are the games that you always think the Ravens are going to trip and fall, and they never do. These are the games, especially on primetime. They rise up. They always play well in these situations. I think the Ravens win by more than 3.5. We'll say by 4. And I think that the over-under set at 53 and a half, I will take the over. I actually think the Ravens win straight up. I think they cover 3.5 points. The Kansas City Chiefs last week showed me something. They're not as good as people think, especially defensively. The Chargers had them on the ropes. Baltimore's offense is a different beast altogether. I think that the Baltimore Ravens win. Now, the last game on the schedule that we haven't talked about yet that's right, the Houston Texans come to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are giving three and a half points in this game. Now, if you don't know anything about betting or the odds, typically a home field gives three points. That's typically what they do. So, with three points given, they're only giving them a half advantage. This is an 0-2 Texas team. I know that they lost to the Chiefs. I know that they lost to the Ravens. And now they got to go to Pittsburgh. Boy, the schedule makers did them no favors heading into week three. But nonetheless, I think the Steelers find a way to win. I think they're going to hover around that 26-point total, which seems to be where they always are offensively. But you know what? This is the game. The Steelers go over 30. I've got the Steelers winning 31 To 23, 31 to 23. Deshaun Watson is going to look pretty good. In terms of the over/under set at 45, that's right. I've got the over. I think this is going to be more of an offensive game than people think. I think Deshaun Watson might give the defense some fits, and I think it's going to give them plenty to chew on. But I think the Steelers win and advance their record to 3 and 0. All right, there you have my picks, folks. I wish I could say take them to the bank, (laughs) but don't take them to the bank. Don't take them to the bank. Not yet. Anyways, not yet. Anyways, uh, to finish up this show, i we always typically like to talk about some fantasy football players that you might want to think about playing. Look, it all hinges for the Steelers on Juju Smith Schuster, because in my opinion, well, not my opinion, the whole rest of the team is healthy. So with the whole rest of the team, healthy and Juju Smith Schuster being the only question mark, if you have Juju Smith Schuster, I hope you have a backup plan in a traditional league. If you're in daily fantasy, Juju being out doesn't really matter. But in our traditional league, if you have Juju Smith-Schuster and he is your go-to guy for points, then you might want to be concerned a little bit. However, if you're in daily fantasy, if Juju Smith-Schuster does not play, and for the record, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to practice on Friday. He'll probably be listed as questionable, and then he'll end up playing, barring a setback. That's my guess. I have no inside information. I'm not sourcing anything. That's what I think. With that said, if he does not play, here are the players you should be looking to pick up. If you haven't yet, or if they haven't yet, if it's in traditionally, but if it's in daily fantasy, if if Juju's out, I'm looking Deontay Johnson big time. Okay, if you have don't have a lot of money to spend, look for James Washington. If you're looking for a tight end, go with Ebron. I think this is the week that Eric Ebron's going to get a lot of looks. You heard Ben talk about it on Wednesday. Mike Tomlin talked about it on Tuesday. I'm sure Randy Feedner talked about it on Thursday. They're going to want to get these tight ends involved. And if they can get Chase Claypool on the field and get him vertical to really back that defense off, then my goodness, that underneath is going to be open. That's where Deontay Johnson, that's where James Washington, and that's where Eric Ebron Ebron can really do some damage. Now, with that said, if Juju Smith-Schuster plays, I think that if they put him in the slot, he can do some damage as well. But I'm assuming in this scenario that he's not. I think he is going to play but I'm assuming in this scenario that he's not. This is going to be a fun, fun football game, folks. I think that this is going to be the toughest test for the Steelers so far. It's not their toughest test of the season, but it's their toughest test so far. And let's be honest, if the Steelers play the way that they're capable on both sides of the football, then we will be talking next week of a 3-0 Steelers team. But as we know, because we've seen it a million times before, if this team goes and starts to turn the ball over again and makes mental gaps left and right on defense and on offense, then you're going to see a struggle. And I would not be stunned if Deshaun Watson and a very talented Houston Texans team leaves with a victory. But again, if the Steelers play the way that they're capable of and if the offense, the time is now, I said that over and over again in segment one steps up to the plate, then we'll be talking about another Steelers victory and preparing for the Tennessee Titans on the road in week four. It only gets tougher from here, folks. And I hope that you stick around with behindthesteelcurtain.com's audio platform for everything the pregame with Brian Anthony Davis, Steelers brunch with Tony coming up on Saturday, the, the touchdown under. I'm sorry, the touchdown under, our blokes from down under. They will be, they, it's a great perspective from people across the world and what they think about the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and then obviously you'll be back with me after the game, post game show, check it out, audio platform, live on YouTube, all of the above. And then obviously for let's ride back on Monday, I hope you have a great weekend and I hope you make behind the your one-stop shop for all things, Steelers. wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you follow us at Spotify iTunes, Google play, YouTube. Well, I guess you can find us on YouTube. Pandora, you name it. We're there. Search Steelers, search behind the steel curtain. You'll find us. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy it. Enjoy this game on Sunday, one o'clock kickoff Eastern standard time. In the meantime, you know how I finish it. Be kind, be safe, and God bless. Go Steelers. Here we go.